Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. It is interesting to say the least out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. November was awesome. November is gone. Welcome to December. The fastest moving year. Faster moving than the pandemic, right? No. Yes. No. The year's almost over. That's crazy. The top story is the day. Zoom's lower after crushing expectations, telling you sometimes stocks move ahead of their fundamentals. Tesla shares are going to be added to the S&P 500 on December 21. And there's a lot going on there as far as how big it is. And they waited a long time to add it. Therefore, it's going to be a little bit of a fat pig for the snake to digest. Um, markets open up big for December 1 after closing out yesterday a little bit on the weak side. Um, but it was a great month in November. But it was also a sector rotation where the big cap tech underperformed, even though tech as an industry was up 10% for the month. It wasn't up 33% like energy. So there is a little bit of rotation, to say the least. A little bit of maybe the millennials against the baby boomers. Knife fight. Never bring a knife to a gunfight. That would be my memory of Sean Connery in the movie The Untouchables. I want to leave it there. I know you're saying, that was probably a racist movie. You can't talk about that anymore. I'm like, you're probably right. I don't know. So the S&P 500 and NASDAQ hit new record highs today. The Dow is closely behind. Markets anticipating a strong 2021 profits outlook and improvement every quarter as we get the vaccine up and running. I believe the FDA is talking with Pfizer and Moderna on December 8, 9, and 10. And at that point in time, they're going to be grilling them. Did you test your vaccine on... Skinny people. Did you test your vaccine on short people? Did you test your vaccine on white people? Did you test your vaccine on people of color? Did you test your vaccine in Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere? Did you test your vaccine with low dosage, high dosage? Lots and lots of questions. But maybe in about 10 days from now, December 11th, we could start seeing the vaccine. It's already being flown around the country. It's already being flown around the world now. 
maybe we'll start seeing some people get inoculated. Clearly nurses, doctors, and the elderly first is the way it's being set up. Although I feel that's a little bit bungled as well. Tesla shares are up today, knowing that it's going to be added to the S&P 500 on December 21st. Facebook-backed Libra Association has been renamed a DM. Lawmakers have unveiled a $900 billion coronavirus stimulus package as the stalemate drags on, but Mitch McConnell thinks it can be done by the end of the year. Keep in mind that there is a hotly contested two Senate seats still up for grabs out of Georgia. So maybe Mitch McConnell's being optimistic, but when it comes down to getting into the floor and vote, Democrats and Republicans will go, whoa, 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 wait just a second here. Whoa, 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 wait. I want more or less. I want more for business. I want more for individuals. I don't know. We're not there yet. Feels too early to talk about it. But it's out there. And that would be something positive for the markets. So is the market ahead of itself, or is it expecting stimulus? Or is it expecting great earnings? I think you can say it's all of that. Holiday shoppers went online on Cyber Monday, spent $10.8 billion, the largest U.S. online shopping day ever. Cyber Monday up 15% year over year. But short of expectations... Adobe has also cut their forecast for the entire holiday season to $184 billion, but that's still up 30% year over year, so that's a good number. You win a brand new car. Shoppers started their gift buying earlier than ever, though, this year, so it's really tough to say exactly where we think sales are going to fall for the holiday period. When everyone started copying Amazon, I want to say back in October, and when Amazon did their... Prime Day late, it created a little bit more of a rush to, we better slash everything, put everything on sale. The McGrib is returning to McDonald's. First national rollout since 2012. There's actually an app for McRib Locator. In case you are a super fan and you need some McRib action, Rollout starts tomorrow. They're doing a social media push to give away 10,000 free McRibs. If you post a picture of yourself beardless on Twitter or Instagram and you use a hashtag shave for McRibs sweepstakes with a hashtag McDonald's as well, first 10,000, get it. Go! Um, I'm not big into fast food, but they're great at teaching us about product and also about millennials. I'm not... Okay, I like sriracha. I do. And I like the hot sauce that just came, got a private equity deal. But, how do I put this? I'm not enamored with McRib to the point of like, I have to do this. McCormick bought hot sauce maker Cholua. Cholula. Now, tapatia, there's different types of sauces, hot sauces, right? I hear there's a factory down near San Diego, pretty close to the border, that does the hot sauces. And supposedly it is mind-numbingly painful when it's a windy day and the factory blows the hot sauce residue around the city. To me, that's a funny story. 
that to me is the story, but I'll drop that. So Cholula, Cholula, since 2019, um, $800 million McCormick's paying for the brand. Millennials love spices is what I'm getting at. And fast food loves millennials because they have young bodies that are fit and they can eat till their heart's content. Whereas if I eat two chicken McNuggets, I'll probably have a stroke. If I eat three chicken McNuggets, I'll probably have a heart attack. So spicy to get millennials is kind of a thing. And it, again, it, it shows you why you want to study McDonald's. Qualcomm announced a new Snapdragon 888. It's a higher-end version of last year's Snapdragon 865. I own shares of Qualcomm, product, 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 integrated 5G. Not going away anytime soon. A lot of the tech companies that worked so well in 2020, they took the month off sort of and underperformed the market in November. A lot of people think they still have action in them. So the broker provides for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Exxon Mobil's in the news today. Their stock is up 2%. They've announced a more streamlined capital spending plan. Basically, they have billions and billions of dollars that they put into infrastructure and spending, and they can financially engineer that when things are not going their way in demand. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Out with a new launch today, I believe. More of a stay-at-home play than a reopening play. But let me give you a reopening play that I was considering that I have not bought. But I'm considering. But I have not bought. Live Nation. It is a bit of a mess to analyze. But to me, the idea of getting a vaccine in April of 2021 tells me I could probably go to a concert in June, July, August, September, October, November, December of 2021. That has me excited. Not only am I thinking about Live Nation, I'm thinking about Planet Fitness, which does gyms, Hilton, which does hotels, Six Flags, Expedia, Booking Holdings. Um, they are what they think you are. They are what you think they are. So 15 days ago, Moderna showed some positive coronavirus vaccine news, and since then, these stocks have shown a little bit of life. Back on November 2, you could have got Live Nation for $49 a share. Now it's $67 a share. Um, Did you miss it? Probably not. But when you start pulling up the last year, this time last year was a $74 stock in February of 2019, which I'm going to say pre-COVID. And now it's a $67 stock. That's that's a good 10, 10, 12% off, right? When you take a look at the PE, it's absurd because we're starting to deal with they didn't sell tickets and they had to refund money for the last six, seven, eight months. They're a company who has a lot of debt and they service that debt pretty intelligently, but in times of pandemic, you don't have a lot of that cash coming in. 
Profit margins look awful. Operating margins look awful. Return on equity looks awful. Nothing looks good. They got $2.6 billion in cash. So I'm going to first go to what's their cash burn rate? How soon do they need this to get back up and going? Hmm. On a cash flow statement from last year, they lost about $520 million. Ooh. Plus, they got a lot of leveraged debt, so even more than that. It's not ideal, but is it a play on reopening? It is. Is it your play on reopening? I don't know. That's where it starts to become very, very tricky when you're dealing with other people's money. But it's something I'm considering. And again, do I wish I got it in the 50s? I do. Um, because it's a platform that's not going to go away, in my opinion, and we will eventually get back to concerts, in my opinion. Um, but we also know that things go badly in times of pandemic for these kind of companies. So we know that list is there next week, next year when there's another pandemic or you start hearing about, oh, there's something that's killing people in Africa. It's caused blood to come out their eyes. You'll be like, I might want to sell my Live Nation. Maybe it's a trading vehicle. Maybe. Total broker advisor for taking the action on any stocks ever mentioned. Uh, one analyst this week downgraded it to neutral, saying it's a $65 stock. But he had it outperformed, so he was right. It outperformed, and now he's saying neutral. They reported numbers that were awful recently. Right before the election, they reported a loss of 245 a share. They're expected to lose uh, about two, and they lost a little bit more than that. Revenues fell 95% year over year. The company's deferred revenue for events over the next 12 months was $1.3 billion. Hmm. I picked up some tickets for a virtual concert on December 26th. I didn't use Live Nation. I used the band's website, so I didn't have to do the Live Nation fees. But I saw about a week later, Live Nation was selling the tickets with the Live Nation fees back in place. I hate Live Nation. And yet, I want to talk about it as a potential stock that we own. Interesting, right? Some people want to own stocks that they love. Now, short-term, California shutting down, and it looks like L.A. is the first, and then the Bay Area is going to be the second. Gavin Newsom was making some rabble last night saying, we don't have hospital space and I will put you at stay-at-home orders again. Don't make me do it. I know you're saying that's a pretty good Newsom impression. Thank you. I've been working on it for all of about 30 seconds. But live entertainment offerings remain dim amid coronavirus restrictions. But again, we know the vaccine's there. We know it's highly effective. And if I were to get my kids the vaccine, I'd say go off to a concert. I already get a vaccine. I'd say go off to a concert. I feel better about it around April. So two more quarters before it truly opens back up. Yeah, interesting. More than 80% of restaurants and bars in New York City couldn't pay full rent in August. So I'm seeing a teeter-totter of like where people perform live music are struggling. But also I see this is interesting. If we get a pullback, it becomes more interesting. We may not get a pullback. So maybe your strategy or strategy, as I like to say, is you buy a little bit now and a little bit later. You scale in. If it goes higher, you're happy. 
I thought about this stock about three weeks ago. What it was mid fifties. Now it's in the mid sixties. Had I scaled in, I would already have a winning position. I didn't. I thought about it, but I didn't. I bought two stocks, two other stocks instead, of which one is wildly outperformed and one has modestly gone sideways. But you can't win them all. Live Nation has something a little bit more complicated that I've been reading their corporate reports on. They're going to try to charge, they're going to try to reduce payments to artists. They're going to try to make the artists more responsible in future pandemic scenarios. Do I see an alternative to Live Nation at this point in time? Not much of one. Again, you're going to want to consult a broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks ever hypothesized as ideas on this show. And again, I'm just showing you the way my mind works as a guy who's been doing this for a long period of time and has a successful track record. Not a proven track record, but doing it long enough that I'm not being sued and doing it long enough that I'm at record highs in my own wealth. So check out Live Nation if you get a chance and just learn about it. It may not be rightfully, but 580 million fans across concerts and ticketing platforms in 46 countries, pretty dominant. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter Rob Show, and YouTube Rob Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I swallowed something wrong. I'm Rob Black. Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Wish you a very merry holiday season and much, much more. <coughs> what a year. Just again to show you, you can't predict this stuff. The amount of stuff that I've gone through in my investing career is phenomenal. And most of it, we would never, ever, ever, ever been able to predict. So I throw that out there. Um, and you should kind of have a pretty good feeling on that. I've gone through multiple recessions, depressions. I've gone through dictators. I've seen horrific things in the headline news on diseases. And I'm good with most of it. With that said... I don't know what the next one's going to be, nor do you. And that's where you need to get very careful with yourself so that you don't wreck yourself by thinking you're, you're smarter than the world. I will admit that at times it's not easy to pull that off because we get caught up in the day-to-day. I remember a financial planner that panicked, basically pooped his pants in an overnight trade scenario where something hit in big news. <clears throat> I know you're saying, what do you mean by that? Um, I think that <coughs> a good example of that, <clears throat> excuse me, would be like when Trump got elected and overnight you saw markets weren't expecting that worldwide and you quickly saw a shift a down 
and expectations on Wall Street for the next year. And stocks fell 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, 1,000 points overnight. I've seen people panic. It's really a good thing not to panic. Corrections happen. Um, I think they're normal, and I think they're very, very healthy. So know that that's where I'm coming from. If you're like, I don't want to lose money. That's fine. The 12 bear markets that have averaged a decline of more than 30% over 14 months, they take about 24 months to recover. This one this year didn't. There's been 12 bear markets since World War II with an average decline of about 32.5%. And once it hits down 32.5%, it takes about two years almost to hit all-time highs again. Now, again, there's no guarantees. But I think the market's seen essentially everything. I remember in 2000, we knew 2000 was coming up because Prince told us, say, say, 2000, zero, zero, party over, it's out of time. We were scared on Wall Street. What if Americans don't get their Social Security checks? Because before we were saying the computers were like, well, what year is it, 1999? So we'll say 99, and then we put someone's age in 68 and do a subtraction. And you're like, well, they deserve Social Security. By God, they're old enough. But when it went to zero, zero, and you did subtraction their age, there was negative. And like, well, we don't know what to do. There was mass panic. There was concern. There was concern during HIV. There was a real estate boom in the 90s. There was a real estate boom in the 2000s. There was a real estate boom in 2016. It depends on when you get in and when you get out. I mean, like, where do you feel? Bitcoin has come and gone, and now it's coming again. You're going to go through these cycles where if you don't have that discipline of not being greedy or fearful, you're going to get into trouble. So Again, when you hear somebody like CFP Chad Burton or myself talk, you're not us, and we're not you, and I'm not him. <laughs> Is that fair? So learn to feel comfortable trying not to have fear and greed when approaching markets. It's the best thing I could say. Here's the stuff that I've seen in my lifetime. I've seen two, maybe three housing bubbles. And my, my lifetime is not since I was zero. My lifetime is an investor from 20 to 50. I've seen two housing bubbles, European debt crisis, Asian financial crisis, which was the Asian flu, not to be confused with the politically insulting Chinese flu. I saw the United States S&P 500, S&P Standard Poor's debt downgrade. My father once said, America, the United States has the best credit in the world. We always pay our debt. Therefore, we get to charge a very low amount when we want it on interest. But I saw that debt downgrade happen in my lifetime. I was like, whoa, that wasn't supposed to happen in my lifetime. I saw the flash crash. Do you remember when computers started taking over trading and suddenly we're down 700 points and everyone's like, why are we down 700 points? It was a computer flash crash. The cotton bubble, the Y2K computer crashing. The beans in the teens, the rare earth, the uranium, Ebola. Do you remember Ebola? Do you remember bird flu? Do you remember swine flu? Do you remember mad cow? How about SARS or the West Nile virus? I remember when West Nile hit. I was living in Marin County in California and I was like, well, it's a good thing I'm not old. 
because I don't know how to stop mosquitoes from biting me. Now I'm older, and that would scare me. I saw Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns collapse. I saw countrywide credit go basically virtually worthless after growing up looking at them as a massive, powerful company. I saw the WAN devalued. I saw zero interest rates, negative rates. Oil at $10 a barrel, oil at $140 a barrel. Oil negative. We saw oil negative this year. That's the craziest story where if you had storage space, they would have given it to you because it was sitting in tankers doing nothing. What else have I seen? I've seen COVID-19. I've seen Bitcoin. I've seen Tesla. I've seen Volkswagen emission scandal that should put that company out of business and it didn't. The cannabis bubble one, the cannabis bubble burst two, the cannabis bubble three. Like it, it's almost a yo-yo. Security stocks in 2003, a big thing. Four debt downgrade. An American car company that was never supposed to see their debt downgraded, it was. I've seen SARS, 9-11, planes crashing into towers. Unbelievable. And we recovered. I saw the Iraq War I with Bush Sr. I saw the Iraq War II with Bush Jr. I saw Kim Jong-un's nuclear ambitions. The global financial crisis, the 2008 deficits in the pigs. Portugal, Italy, Greece, Spain, Ireland, P-I-I-G-S. I've seen Brexit, which, is this one ever going to end? I've seen the hanging chads in an election where for 20 plus days, we were like, I wonder who won. I wonder who won. I wonder who won. And this was truly, I wonder who won. It wasn't challenging seven or eight states. This was challenging one. And it wasn't thousands and thousands and millions and millions of votes. It was under 500. It was too close to call. I've seen Argentina just be a mess year over year over year over year. Puerto Rico, Venezuelan bonds, the European banks. I've seen the Icelandic financial crisis. I've seen China edging into Hong Kong with military might. Any one of those events would be a 100-year flood event. Mark it down. Bear Stearns never goes away. West Nile is never here. Mad Cow is None of it ever happens, and they've all happened in my investment lifetime. So if you happen to find yourself fearful or greedy, you're not me. That's why I say be very, very cautious with all this. I think some things that are going in the United States favor, we have a Federal Reserve that gets to stimulate economies, you lower interest rates. And they say devil may care about inflation, which is a problem. But so far in 20 years of devil may care, it hasn't led to a problem. Which brings me to every now and then I get an email from someone who's like, inflation is going to be a problem. Dollar's going to devalue. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. I totally agree. But I have to deal with what I'm dealt with and move forward. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Small update on my mother because I brought it up. Um, she has been diagnosed with COVID. She's still in the ICU. She's still on oxygen. And she has hospice helping her basically in her final days. So she's on morphine. Never a good sign when hospice shows up with morphine. Um, she didn't die on Thanksgiving, which was probably a strange blessing. But at this point in time, there's not a lot 
of positives other than I don't know she's got good help 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more people are starting to feel better and they're starting to let their guard down on Thanksgiving and on Christmas we're expecting a pretty big spike in the number of people checking into hospitals short-term pain Medium term, we look about six months from now to be in a better place. Can't guarantee that, but that's the way it looks to be playing now. November was a spectacular month for stocks. Spectacular. Um, You tend not to have months like that. And when you do have them, you appreciate them and you go, well, that was nice. Better not count on that again. Best November anyone has ever experienced. Several indications point to an exhausted market. We started 2020 with markets are on a 10-year bull market, and they don't seem to slow down, but the valuation is looking expensive. Then we get COVID. We knocked some valuation down, and it was like, well, that's nice. We needed that anyway. And then things went into a bear market. It's like, well, that's a bit too much. And then they roared back in the summer and the fall. We're higher than we were at the start of the year, even though we've had a recession this year. And if COVID cases spike, as they're expected to, the likelihood of a double-dip recession goes higher. Countering that is the Federal Reserve with low interest rates and the government having gotten through the election, knows their job now is to get some stimulus going. The stimulus does not appear to have more $1,200 checks, but more PPP loans um, for small business and some extended unemployment benefits. $900 billion is a nice number. Is it nice enough to move the needle? It's not great. It's not glorious, to be honest with you. Um, if you were looking for more stimulus, $2 trillion and cash to people, or this will give Biden an opportunity to say, well, now when I'm in office, we need an infrastructure bill. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Years back, I, you would have looked at me and said, Rob, you're just kicking the can down the road. You're just causing superinflation down the road. I know. But my fellow Americans didn't really ask for the pandemic. And we can't really blame this one on lack of motivation. We can't really say it's their skin color. We can't really say it's the education system. It's our government saying don't go to work. Senators are pushing to extend unemployment programs. U.S. factory gauge eases as employment cools. As we're seeing a pickup in first-time unemployment claims, we should see the unemployment numbers struggle to get lower. In fact, they may creep higher again in the short term, pushing us potentially to that double-dip recession, except for we do have a month coming up where we tend to spend a lot December. Keep in mind, you should not be using credit cards to buy Christmas gifts. You should not be using credit cards to buy groceries. You should not be using credit cards to pay your rent. And yet, all those things are true right now for many Americans. So I think there's some urgency for Congress to get another stimulus bill done. And again, I'll wait before I say anything else along those lines. Um, 
in large part, it just, it's sausage making. It's brutal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. DoorDash setting an IPO range of 75 to $85 a share. Dollars a share. Qualcomm's got some new chips out that are rather interesting as far as 5G goes. I was paying attention to Comcast because Comcast, you know, I told you Google's getting ready to do something tricky, which I love from an investor standpoint. They're no longer giving away free photos and free storage unlimited on email. They're going to start charging. And when you have billions of people using a free service, if you start charging a buck, you suddenly make a billion dollars. If you start charging two bucks, you suddenly make $2 billion. For something you were giving away free earlier, Wall Street's going to like that. More than likely. Now, Qualcomm just announced its new high-end chip for Android phones, the Snapdragon 888, integrated 5G modem. I bring up the 5G modem because Comcast is talking about 6G modems. And Comcast texted me yesterday and they go, oh, you've used up all your data. I'm like, I thought I had like a gig or 1.2 gig or terabytes. How, how much did I use? And they're like, well, for $11 more, you can go to Unlimited. $11 more a month, da-da-da, to do that. You know, there's four months of overages, and they, for sure I'm going to sign up for that. Because you can rest wrestle from my dead hand my cable modem i'm not giving that baby up not when you're a family of four all on zoom calls all on hd netflix all on like no so comcast is going to start adding you know another 11 dollars here another 25 dollars there qualcomm just announced its new high-end chip for android phones the snapdragon 88 is going to be the heart of the most high-end android devices in the launch of 2021 most advanced chips are typically used in expensive phones that typically run about $1,000 or more. So Qualcomm's still in a very good position from a licensing standpoint for the next three to five years, but around four to five, we're going to want to look at that again. As Apple, Samsung, Huawei, and others all go, we don't really like being beholden to one company on patents. little Ron Reagan music for us. Peter Gabriel, of course, but Try to see if you get the Ronald Reagan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.